say that and so i sound a little weird um we're gonna talk like like this uh, we're actually sitting together which is not what we should be doing but yeah the other way which is the right way wasn't working so and it was like if we want to be right, we have to do it the wrong way. I guess, I guess so. Cause there's a song again, about it. Yeah, this isn't professional. This isn't well-produced. If you were looking for that, you certainly don't come here. You, yeah, no, you're, you're the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. So, so yeah. So we're trying to get used to the hearing ourselves before we hear ourselves. And it's weird. It's super weird. And I think the mics are picking up on some things, too, on our devices. So, whatever. I want to see what happens if I move, move farther, farther away. Please get away from me. And also, warning, I have a wicked, wicked cough. And so, and so I whenever I mention it, I start coughing. So let me not mention it. But um, I have some Breathe Right tea, some honey. So hopefully this won't be a thing. Oh, that's already better, I think. Okay, all I did was move into the living room. Perfect. Get farther away from me. Go in the car. <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> Go outside. I'll, I'll just be out on the front lawn, y'all. Um, so if you, <laughs> if you hear cars going by or dogs barking, it's because I'm outside. You might hear a dog bark now because her dog just curled up right next to her. It's like You might hear a dog snore because okay. he's curled up right next to me. He's like, oh, so we're going over here? Okay, then we're done. Yeah, okay, great. I'm in prime dog petting cat caressing position. So, yeah, you can't have dog hairs all over me. Uh, Kristen <laughs> likes to act like she's never been to my house before. Um, she, one, showed up in an all black jumpsuit, then claimed that she was changing. <laughs> And I turn around, and she still has on black from head to toe. And I was like, I thought you said you were changing. I did. I put on some soft pants and a t-shirt. They just are black. But I did change. 
I totally am wearing a completely different outfit. Oh, it was hysterical. And why you have on all black in a house that has a dog and a cat in it and got the nerve to complain that there's pet hair on you. I don't know how to help you with that. <sighs> you knew where you were coming. Whatever. <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> Oh, my word. Okay. So, how are you? I'm fine. I'm extremely tired. Mm-hmm. I can't. I was mad because I wanted to just, like, lay back and in your den and, like, lay down and get a cover Mm-mm. and um, podcast. And you told me no, which is probably a good idea because I'm really tired because mm-hmm. I've been up since 530 mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time and traveling Mm-hmm. Part of my let's get personal is going to be my recap of me standing up to the man this morning. Oh, that's right. Very good. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's I've been traveling all day, so I'm tired. You have been traveling all day. It seems like I've been traveling all day. I got <laughs> at the airport at 730. I didn't I got to this airport at about 11.30. I think my ride did not come get me until like maybe 12.30, Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I was at the airport for quite a while. So I'm like, that was a bit of time from like 7.30 to like roughly 3.30 my time. That's most of the day. That's like a work day. Mm, true. So, so yeah, I'm like, and then went straight to like the funeral home from there. So I'm like, I'm tired. But, yeah. It's a long day. It was a long day. So I've had mm. a glass of wine. I've had a couple of Diet Cokes to try to pep me up to counteract the wine and now some tea. So let's. Let's see. Yeah, let's get this show on the road. What's going on? Okay, news uh, word. Okay. <laughs> okay, I already know what it is. <laughs> wow. Okay, so newsworthy. Um, I have two stories. Um, we're going to start off with um, this first one out of uh, Politico.com, a story by Josh Gerstein. The headline reads, Trump administration asks court to alter decree to okay family detention. So uh, what's, it's been in the news for well over a week now, uh, the controversy and the outrage over uh, children uh, being separated from their parents at the border. Um, you know, so the whole thing with their uh, parents being detained separately for having illegally crossed the border and the children being um, taken to um, these, like, kind of, um, you know, just child care facilities, sort of. Um, and... Um, but ultimately the issue of them just kind of being separated from their parents um, for sort of an indeterminate amount of time. So this article is from today, and it says, um, the Justice Department asked the federal judge on Thursday to alter a decades-old settlement in order to allow the Trump administration to implement a new policy for detaining families taken into immigration custody after crossing the border with Mexico. So this emergency motion, they filed it in LA with a US District Court Judge, Dolly G. 
That's actually this woman's name, by the way. Dolly G. Dolly G. But it no, does... I'm just saying, Dolly G. <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, that's your name? Like, your parents had, like, a real sense of humor. Um, Dolly G. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you grow up to become a U.S. District Court judge, but you've got this mm-hmm. ridiculous name. Anyway. Um, the emergency motion seeks to change provisions in the what's been known as the Flores Agreement that typically bar detention of minors for more than 20 days, as well as a requirement that children be held in facilities licensed as state-approved daycare centers. So it's to take those two requirements away. And this, uh, the Justice Department request came in response to President Donald Trump's executive order on Wednesday, so that was yesterday, seeking to quell the political firestorm over a policy that led to thousands of children being separated from their parents. That practice followed the Trump administration's adoption of a zero-tolerance approach, calling for prosecution of nearly all adults caught crossing the border illegally. So, basically, it, this, the, they're saying that these provisions in the Flores Agreement need to be... Um, changed or at least withheld in order for them to be able to apply the executive order. Um, So it says the the Thursday filing uh, said that a 2015 ruling from this judge, Dolly, holding that the consent decree covered children entering the U.S. with a family member effectively, effectively made it impossible to detain immigrant families and led to a surge in migrants crossing the border with children. These realities have precipitated a destabilizing migratory crisis. Tens of thousands of families are embarking on the dangerous journey to the United States, often through smuggling arrangements, and then crossing the border illegally in violation of our federal criminal law. This is from the Justice Department lawyers, is what they wrote in the uh, filing. It says, this entire journey and ultimate crossing Puts children and families at risk, violates criminal laws enacted by Congress to protect the border. Those illegal crossings must stop. Um, So the government lawyers noted that three years ago, under the Obama administration, the Justice Department asked the same judge, Dolly, to modify the consent decree, and she declined. Several material changes in circumstances justify her doing so now, the federal Mm -hmm. government attorney said. Undeniably, the limitation on the option of detaining families together and the marked increase of families illegally crossing the border are linked. This court has the authority and responsibility to resolve these growing concerns by immediately permitting family detention. Um, So a spokesman from the Justice Department says he stressed that the request of the court was no substitute for a move by lawmakers to address the issue. Um, So I get how... what they're asking for. I guess what I don't understand is if there's an executive order in place, doesn't the executive order override any of this stuff? Or do I just not know how this works? (laughs) What? No. Um... (laughs) I mean, I'm do you understand sh- it? I'm not sure. I mean, 
I know that there are some executive orders that are put in place. I don't know that there's like a time limit mm-hmm. or like some kind of, there has to be some kind of limitation on like the executive order things mm-hmm. or else, you know, presidents can just do whatever they want and that's just not the case. Right. Um, in terms of making the laws, that's, you know, Congress's job. So I know, I don't, I don't pretend to know everything there is about executive orders, but I do know that they, there are some limitations to that so I don't know like what the time limit or the time frame is for that but okay. I will say I wonder I guess also when you were talking I was wondering about the how does this affect people who are seeking asylum because I know like one of the issues that was brought up with you know a lot of people talking about this is that people who are like you know coming from Guatemala or some other countries they're coming you know seeking asylum but they're detained before they can even make those requests Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so, you know, are they changing that or is that, are they still detaining um, the people before they can request asylum? Is that still happening? They don't address that in this article at all. They're really strictly talking about these, um, this filing and how um, the floor's settlement um, is currently working and how amending it or adjusting it would help the executive order moved forward. So there wasn't really any, um, uh, uh, you know, they didn't allude to the whole issue with how asking for asylum works and how it, how that interacts with this Flores settlement or even the adjustment to the Flores settlement. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not really sure. To me, my understanding of asylum was something that even if you've been detained, I mean, because, I mean, I'm just thinking of process, right? Like if I'm crossing the border illegally into a country and in the process of that crossing or in accomplishing the crossing over a border, I'm detained, you know, I can ask for asylum in the moment. Um, I can also, um, but I don't know if that's something that's like immediately honored or if it's something that like, when you go before the judge, uh, you know, or whatever the, the court. It was my understanding that this was something, asylum kind of happens, like it's a very quick process. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know, because then I feel like, does it, I mean, wouldn't just everybody just say that that's what they're doing? Like, how do you differentiate? Or at what but point? I think it, there has to be some precedent in terms of your country experiencing some kind of horrible thing that you're requesting asylum. I just think like, oh, I don't have a job in my country. Like we're very poor. I'm seeking asylum here. I think Mm -hmm. like there has to be some kind of political persecution. Like if someone from North Korea defects, like we're, you know, seeking, I'm seeking asylum in the United States and you're like, you know, honoring. Right. And like, if I go back, I could be killed or they could kill my family. Made this attempt. Right. Right. Okay. So I think it's like that's the difference between asylum. You just can't go like, yeah, my country is very poor and I'm poor right. We've and, got um, it. We have it hard there. Yeah. yeah, it'll be easier for me here in America. No, it's a, a different level of. Um, yeah. Right. So it's um, it's so. I mean, uh, the whole immigration thing is so uh, vast and complicated, um, and this is just one little piece of it that feels really complicated, and it. And it almost feels like it shouldn't be. Um, And there's actually another attorney representing children in the long-running case 
um, that on Wednesday said that no change to the agreement was needed. Uh, this uh, guy, his name is Peter Shea of the Center for Human Rights and Constitutional Law, and he says there is nothing in the Flores settlement that prevents the Secretary of Homeland Security from detaining children with their parents as long as the conditions of detention are humane and the child remains eligible for release unless the child is a flight risk or danger to herself or others or the child's parents does not wish the child to be released. So there also seems to be some disagreement around whether even this filing is necessary in order for the executive order to go through that like the way that Flores is written doesn't necessarily keep them from detaining. I think they're like part of the problem is they're detaining people in jails. So that's, you know, the children can't go there. Because I know um, my mayor Keisha signed uh, executive order or whatever Mm -hmm. the city equivalent is um, saying that they're no longer going to accept any um, detainees that ICE sends them Uh. to Atlanta. So yeah, so they're, you know, like that, that's not, an, it doesn't meet that requirement of being an appropriate place for children if they're sending them to jail. Right, right. Yeah, so, so that makes sense. They, but yeah. it almost just seems like if you've got these, um, you know, like one of the things that has been widely uh, talked about was like this, you know, old Walmart that has been turned into like this kind of like, you know, um, holding place. Mm-hmm. Um it seems like it would just be just as simple to obviously you'd need more of more space if you're going to keep the parents there with the kids. Um, But I don't know. I just, I guess there, there is no such thing as a simple answer to any of this, but it just feels like, I don't feel this is the answer. Whatever this is, what's happening is the answer. And um, I don't know. I feel like someone wrote something today that made me go um yeah like you know a lot of people on the right are praising um trump for like signing this executive order mm-hmm. and ivanka got on instagram saying you know like how great this was and someone i guess it was twitter is like you don't congratulate or thank the kidnapper for letting go of the hostages like you know this isn't this still isn't solving the problem like you you know he still basically is enforcing like a zero tolerance so i mean it's just not he doesn't have the answers he's like sway he doesn't have the answers <laughs> why sway why why so i was just, i was just tired of him I'm, I'm i just don't know what to do and totally separate but you know we talked about a little bit the the coat I'm still Ugh. so bothered. Why would you wear a coat with words on it? Those oh. words in particular. Yeah, words at all. You're the freaking first lady. Why are you wearing clothes with words, like graffiti type words on the back? And why are you going to a detention, you know, not a detention center, but to go see these children and wearing something that says that? It's like, are you that like removed? Are you just like that callous like I just don't understand like and you know it's not like she doesn't have to pass like you said like many many people before she goes outside no one right. said no right. stop don't do that That's don't do that it just it's, it's it, I feel it's, like they're trolling us I mean it 
I don't even, I just, like I said earlier, I just feel like you can't write this stuff, you know, like you can't make it up. Like why, who would even think? And again, I still like no one, no one said like, Hmm, you might want to pick a different jacket today. Like, I mean, was the let them eat cake coat unavailable? (laughs) I mean, come on. Oh. No, really, it's. I mean, it is. It's on par with Let Me Oh God! We don't have the guillotine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, it's just. Yeah, and then I, I, and then I don't understand sort of this like feigning disbelief. Like what? 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 Like why is everybody upset? Like I, I, you know, I just. I, it's just so bizarre to me. It's so bizarre. I was like, you know, and I, I keep saying, like, the right, like, you're conservative, but I was like, you're conservative who has, like, common sense. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand, like, again, like, President Obama wore a tan suit on Easter and everyone, Fox News lost their collective minds. She's wearing this totally, oh, it's just a coat. What's the problem? I don't see anything wrong here. It's just a coat. I'm like, no. No. You know, you could think the tan suit wasn't presidential, but I'm like, hey, it's Easter. And that's what black people do on Easter. I'm surprised, you know, it wasn't like lime green. Right, right. He with, was good. With matching lime green Matching socks. gators. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, he kept it presidential for a black person? But, um, <laughs> but the coat, it was just very callous. And I'm just... I'm just tired of them. I'm tired of them. Just the whole family. Just go away. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's 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 wild. So so yeah. So I don't I don't have any answers to all the immigration issues and the way that things are going down. But there's just something um, just essentially wrong with um, separating um, parents for their children. Um, Small children. Small children. You know, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's school-age kids and uh, younger. And um, and that's just, it's just not, it's not okay. And there, there has to be, um, like Laura Bush said in um, the... Uh, was it a New York Times article that she, or was it, and I can't think of the publication that it came out in. It was, um, I don't know. I can't remember because I know I'm up. I'm, I'm, I don't know that it was New York Times. No, it was Washington I, Post. It was the Washington yeah, Post. Yeah, because I was like, it's not the New York Times because I'm past my number of free um, articles that I can see on New York Times. So I have to wait. <laughs> So I was like, no, I read what she said. So, yeah, it was not New York It was the Washington, Washington Post, Post, for sure. Okay, you know, and it's sense. just like yeah. Laura Bush said, you know, it's just not, there's, we, there, we have to be able to do better than this. Like, there has to be a better way. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm also not an elected official. And that's what I was going to say. You are like, you don't have the answers. And I was like, right, you don't have the answers and you're not in charge with, having the answer like we're not depending on you andrea thank god to have the thank god thank to have god. the answers to the immigration problem we're hopefully we thought we you know well, i didn't think 
people thought they were putting this in the hands of experts and people who are well versed in policies and who can, you know, handle this in a real way. But like, no, we don't. We have a bunch of crazy people. Like, how again? Like, how tone deaf do you have to be? Um, what's her name, Nielsen, to go to a Mexican restaurant? Oh, I saw a little blurb about that. Yeah, yeah. right after, and basically people were like, um, no, they disrupted her meal as she left, but I was like, yeah, you're just gonna casually just eat, you know, kind of like the whole Anthony Bourdain thing of like, oh, we love Mexican food, we love margaritas, we love Cinco de Mayo, but we just don't love Mexican people. Right. Like we love all the other, the things that they have to offer, which is like what we do. Like, we're like culture vultures when it comes to certain things, so like consuming the fun things about people's culture and not like honoring the people, but right. that's a whole other thing. <coughs> Sorry. Wow. Yeah, that's going to happen a couple more times, probably. Yeah. In the meantime, the cat's over here wondering what's happening. So, uh, you should see her, like, Found up on a chaise lounge, dog and cat, just right there. Yeah. All right. What's your second article? Okay, my second article is something I heard about in one of my other podcasts. So I looked up the article. It's super long, and there's no way I can cover this whole thing again. This is um, speaking of the Washington Post. This is out of the Washington Post from just um, today. I want to say, um, and. Um, it, the title of this article, I can't find the author. Oh, Jennifer Jenkins. Um, the title of this is, or headline is, A Ticking Time Bomb. MS-13 Threatens a Middle School Warned Teachers, Parents, Students. So it's kind of crazy. So MS-13, for those who are unaware, is a really notorious uh, gang that was... Um, founded in the 80s here in Los Angeles and has is apparently is having a big resurgence in of all places Maryland hmm. so this is out of Prince George's County uh, police cruisers were parked outside of William Wirt Middle School in Riverdale Maryland in May the boys had once been friends before MS-13 began recruiting one of them now, as other students streamed to class one April morning at William Wirt, the two teens squared off in the third-story bathroom, captured a fight captured by another student on his cell phone. And um, so it proceeds to just kind of describe the video of this fight. And apparently this is something that's happening on a regular basis. Um, it's uh, these gang-related fights that are now nearly a daily occurrence at Wirt Middle School where a small group of suspected MS-13 members uh, at the overwhelmingly Hispanic school in Prince George County throw gang signs, sell drugs, draw gang graffiti, and aggressively recruit students recently arrived from Central America, according to more than two dozen teachers, parents, and students. Most of those interviewed asked not to be identified for fear of losing their jobs or being targeted by MS-13. Sorry, the cat is bothering Kristen. Yes, uh, I'm like, I'm give me a spray bottle. I don't know where the spray bottle is. She's just under your chair. You're fine. No, she looked at me very menacingly. No, she did not. No, she did. 
Um, although administrators deny that WIRT has a gang problem, the situation inside the aging, overcrowded building has left some teachers so afraid that they refuse to be alone with their students. Many said they had repeatedly reported incidents involving suspected gang members, gang members to administrators only to be ignored, claimed supported documents by, obtained by the Washington Post. Um, so... It's kind of crazy. It says that as of May 1st, police have been called to the school 74 times. Um, <laughs> Just shut it down. Right. Um, and this is according to a police tally that was requested by the Post. Five students have been arrested for assault, drug possession, and bringing a BB gun into the building. Um, although teachers estimate that there are only a dozen or so MS. 13 members of the school, other students have banded together to resist them, leading to an arm race of sorts. Teachers said at least four knives and four BB guns were found at work this year, although White put the, to- the tally at two knives and one BB gun. Um, That's two more knives and one more <laughs> BB gun than needs to be at the school. Right. Um, and, um, you know, it says, you know, the so it seems like there's just this denial. What part of what this article is about is this denial on the school officials' part of what's actually happening. But it says that there, the evidence of MS-13's um, sway at this school isn't hard to find. You, um, if you follow the dirt path that winds from the edge of the school parking lot into the woods, across the stream and toward the rear of Parkdale High School, there's a tree that's defaced by an MS-13 tag in the woods. Um, and this is the same place where there was a near-fatal gang-related stabbing back in February. A few hundred feet from both schools, the trees are covered in MS-13 graffiti. There's empty beer cans, candy wrappers. Um, one, tree trunk, one tree trunk appears as if it has been used for knife practice. Um, Ten MS-13 members attacked a gang rival in these woods in February, hitting him in the back of the head with a baseball bat before stabbing him three times in the stomach, according to the police. Eight Parkdale students were arrested, although only one attended work. Two months earlier, a shooting involved another Parkdale student and MS-13 sent both schools into lockdown. Um, so it's crazy. Um, it says that dozens of schools from Northern Virginia to Long Island to Boston are dealing with a resurgence of MS-13, which has been linked to a string of grisly killings throughout the country. The gang's growth has been fueled by a wave of 200,000 teens who travel to the U.S. alone to escape poverty and gang violence in Central America. The vast majority of these students enroll in school and stay out of trouble but a small percentage get involved in MS-13 here. Hmm. Nearly 5,000 of those unaccompanied minors have arrived in Prince George's since 2012, affecting schools in Langley Park, Hyattsville, Hmm. Beltsville, and Riverdale. Um, So the article just goes on to detail, you know, accounts from teachers, um, other staff members, other students, students who again, have sort of banded together against MS-13 to sort of defend other students, defend themselves. Um, So kind of like a coalition of actual students. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just talks about how they, you know, it was alluded to earlier, they target 
uh, kids who are new, who are like freshly here from Central America. Like gangs do. They like gangs do. Vulnerable people with no family. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, so the, it's, again, it's a, it's, when I printed it out, it's like a 16 page article. So there's, there's, it's many, many accounts, many, a lot of evidence, and just a lot of feeling like the school is sort of like, nothing to see here, everything's fine, you know, <laughs> so I don't know what that's about, like, that seems really strange to me that the school would not, um, not, not want to address this, or want to, I, I don't know what the reticence is for them to, like, you know, I don't know if, as a school official, uh, and having been someone who was in administration in the school district, I can't imagine not wanting to, I mean, it's not, it's not a reflection on the school. Like clearly if this is an epidemic um, that's happening across all these states and all these cities, then I, if it was my school district, like I'd want it at my school campus as a principal, I would want uh, officials involved to help solve it. If children are being harmed, people are feeling threatened. Teachers are feeling threatened. I was like, you need to put aside your ego and any other of your concerns. Like your utmost concern should be the safety of your students and your staff and yourself. Like that's just, it doesn't make any sense. I think, you know, that's just crazy. No, it's absolutely bananas. So, um, so yeah, so I was just, again, this was mentioned on another podcast that I was uh, listening to. Um, actually this morning and I was like, you know, I mean, I um, remember MS-13 as being, you know, one of the most notorious gangs um, in Los Angeles for a very long time. Um, And just, um, you know, again, they are known for like very like grisly killings and for being um, especially violent. Um, so it really just caught my attention um, when this article was brought up. Um, so I wanted to look into it myself. And it's just, um, it's it's really unfortunate. But it feels like if it is indeed, like it's like, it, and it seems everyone in the article agrees that it's, that most of these kids are there doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's this very small contingency, but it's a big enough contingency that it it's a problem. Take a lot. It doesn't yeah. take a lot. Um, but it also feels like, okay, well, if it's a small contingency and you know who they are and it's really clear, like they, they, they get tatted, they wear colors, they have uniforms that indicate who they are and whatever. So it just feels like, okay, like, you know, who the, you know, it's it's not a secret. It's not like some secret society that you need to figure out who's involved. Um, so it seems like it's something that should be getting taken care of. Um, and and should not be um, a big mystery in terms of like how to prosecute and how to solve it. Um, yeah. So, but yet um, there seems to at this point not feel like there's any real end in sight, um, at least in terms of how this article ends. Um, so it's just very sad, um, especially for the, again for the kids who are there just trying to, um, you know, who have arrived here and are trying to make better lives for themselves and establish yeah. themselves some kind of way um, and are finding that they left, you know, one violent place, um, one violent and threatening place only to land in another violent and threatening place. So that's uh, really unfortunate. 
So, uh, yeah. So those are my two newsworthy pieces. Two bummers. Two bummers. I know. <coughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Well, viral box. I got nothing. Got I was nothing? like, I yeah, like I saw some things and I was just like, uh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but there's a bunch of wait. Tell me everything. So okay, that'll more than make up for it. So the first thing, um, Kenya Barris and Pharrell are teaming up for a Juneteenth musical. Okay. Um, inspired by the Blackish episode. Um, sounds that was a great episode. Sounds amazing. Go on. No, like the sound changed when you got closer to me. So that's why I'm like, go away. I know, I had to come get my water. I'm sorry. I almost spilled that water on the cat. <sighs> okay. Do, please do not throw things at the cat. I'm not going to throw the water at him. I was going to sprinkle him. Her. Her, first of all. Yes, She's a lady. Majesty. She's a lady. Sneaky. Up to no good. Anyway, so... um not a lot of details yet, but supposedly it will focus on two African-American families, one in the present day and one during the Civil War era. Hmm. So, sounds interesting. Like I said, that Blackish episode was great. It was so great. So, I'm looking forward to see um, what happens there. Okay, now I see why I hear all that noise when you're we're apart and we're podcasting. I see all the little stuff that you're getting into while we're podcasting. I can't really move around this much, but my allergies are acting up. So I came over to the bedroom <laughs> to get uh, medicine, and then I'm going to go back to sitting down. Actually, no, stay over there. It's better over there. Oh, but I'm not okay. But I have to go get something. You keep oh. you keep telling me about things. I'm going to settle okay. down in a second. No, you, you're distracting me. Okay, so that was one thing. So that sounds very very exciting. Uh, number two, we talked about Jesse Williams. Him and his um, <coughs> estranged wife are still still estranged. Through it, yes, they are still very much estranged. And he went to court to ask that his um, child support be reduced uh, for huh. their two children. He's currently he was paying fifty thousand a month. For their two children, he went to ask that it be reduced, uh-huh. and saying basically that the amount that he has, you know, gives her for spouse support should cover some of those costs. And they basically tell him that's not how that works. Spousal support is for her, oh. and child support is for the children. Uh huh. And also, they got a forensic accountant who dug into those accounts. Uh-oh. And what ended up happening is that the judge raised his spousal support from oh. thirty three thousand. To fifty thousand, so basically he's paying a hundred thousand dollars a month in spousal and child support. Ooh, we a hundred thousand dollars a month. Yes. So, and that's just for her. No, fifty for her, fifty for the child. Oh, still fifty thousand. So what they found out, you know, and they're digging, is that he makes over five hundred thousand dollars a month. Wow. With, like Grey's Anatomy. So when you factor in like how much he's making, like $100,000 doesn't seem unreasonable. It's not even half. And I'm sure he has other ventures as well that are outside of this, you know, the Grey's Anatomy or whatever. 
So yeah, so basically they're like, um, so yeah, sorry about that, Jesse. Wow. That really back I mean, that was like epic backfiring. <laughs> yeah. So their acrimonious split is still very much acrimonious. So Oh, acrimonious. Yeah. Yes. Um um, girlfriends movie. Would you be interested in seeing a girlfriends movie? Not necessarily like the same cast, but kind of like, you know. You know, I never, I, I did not care for girlfriends. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, they were just. I mean, I, I didn't care for girlfriends the same way I didn't care for um, Sex, Sex in the, the City. City. Like okay. I was like, they're just hoes. Why am I watching this? Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, I did enjoy Girlfriends. I, you know, love Tracy. That's for Tracy Ellis Ross and her hair alone. Like, it was great. Um, I do like Tracy Ellis Ross, and I enjoy her a great deal in Blackish, but yeah. Yeah, Um, I was like, And so basically, um, Mara Brock Akil um, did an interview with Vulture Magazine, and she said that she was trying to bring a feature film version of, you know, her hit series Girlfriends Life but no one's buying it she has a script and basically she's finding herself trying to convince the powers that be that it's something that's wanted that's a value and that people would go see and I'm like I want to think is why is there still a discussion about this like uh-huh. I know you know Girlfriends is very 90s but I think you know why are we still proving that black movies make money mm-hmm. and I was like especially after Girls Trip yeah because that Panther, was Again, I didn't see that, but that was a big box office hit. Yeah, like, it's like appointment kind of, like, you know, we make plans to go see this, like, you know, so I'm just like, you know, hidden figures, like, you know, if you make a movie, especially something, like, nostalgic like this, right? every woman in my age group, again, like, it's gonna be, like, girls night out, 10, 50 people, the restaurants are gonna make money, and we're all going to go see this movie and have cocktails. So, right. I mean, it's still annoying to me that this is still a thing, like after all this time. And then, like, just recent movie hits that show, like, um, yeah, black people, go, black people go to movies. We spend all our money on entertainment. What are you talking about? Right. So, yeah, no, it is. It, there's definitely an audience for it. Like, there's, I, audience there's absolutely not. I mean, I wouldn't go, but I feel like there's so many people I know that were like real big girl. Basically, fans. everybody except for you in our age group is going to go see it. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So, yeah. So I was like crazy. So that's annoying. And I hope people kind of band together. I saw Will Packer kind of comment on, um, the Instagram about this so hopefully you know he gets some money behind it some other people so loud uh, get some money behind it and kind of get this done so yeah I will definitely be there Andrea will not not be there but Kristen will be there yeah I'm I'm good with my girls Uh, that's living thing I was like with my girls from the left and right (laughs) so crazy um also, congrats to Ava, Eva Longoria on the birth of her baby boy, Santiago. Oh, Santiago. Re- oh, I love this. The reason why I brought this up is because I saw a picture of her the other day, and I was like, wow. I hope she's been pregnant, it seems like, forever. Uh-huh. 
And because you know, I've been here, you know, like a long time in you know, celebrity life, like nine months. So I'm like, I'm praying that she has this baby soon because she looked so uncomfortable. Aww. And so, and like, you know, she, you know, it was just like all baby. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I really hope that she, because she's so, so petite and little. I was like, I really hope she has this baby soon. So when I saw that she finally had this baby, I was like, oh, thank the Lord. So congrats to her and her baby, uh, her hubby. I believe believe it's her first child because I don't think her and Tony Parker had any children. So yeah, so I think it's her first child. So congratulations. Yeah, and I think she's like in her 40s too. So go ahead. Go ahead. More power to you. More power to you. Better you than me. Girl, I was like, I'm quite content being Auntie Kristen. That is, I'm quite great. And all my friends trying to convince me that, oh my God, it is lovely for you. It's marvelous. Terrific it's a for joy you. and a wonder, children. You know, I see all the joy, but I see all the work too, and I'm good over here. Ooh, and all the money. Oh, let's not, oh, let's not get started on the money. They're so expensive. They're mm. so expensive. Little, little people, how are you so expensive? Mm-hmm. Oh, and finally, you got to see my reaction to this. Oh my the God. Cree 2 trailer came out this week. I think just a couple of days ago, or maybe even just yesterday. And I realized I hadn't seen it yet. So, like, well, you're here. I like watched it. Mm-hmm. And OMG, it's going to be so amazing. I cannot wait. I'm so upset that it's not coming out till Thanksgiving. Right. So long. Can you describe my reaction? Oh my god. Okay, so we're watching the trailer and um, you know, it's if you've seen the trailer, you know that it's sort of like very um, leading up to and like suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Like who is this fight going to be against? And there's all this like allusion to like how you know you don't you don't want this fight and you you know maybe you need to reconsider and and you know Michael B. Jordan's characters like no this is like I'm ready this is you know what I was made for and you know so there's all this like you know just you know building up to this climax and but there's no it's only shots of Sylvester Stallone and Michael B. Jordan and the um uh, Felicia Rashad and uh, the girl who plays his uh, girlfriend and the baby and all this stuff but you don't see the opponent like who is this opponent that they're referring to and um, it finally gets to the point like right towards the end of the trailer where the big reveal is and this night was like oh my god who is it? Who's it going to be the whole time? Like, first of all, I'm like, I'm seeing this trailer like you're seeing it, like, for the first time, so I don't know. Like, right, I don't I know anymore than you do. wearing his, like, American flag trunk, so I was like, okay, I was, like, starting to go there, and I was like, is it the Russian? And then he turned around, and on the back, it said Drago. I was like, I lost it. She lost it. She squealed. She was sitting on the sofa, and she did this, like, strange little, like, bicycle pedaling in the air with her feet like with excitement I don't know that I've ever seen you <laughs> quite this so hype ex- before this hype quite so excited about really anything 
And um, it caught the dog and the cat off guard. Both of them were very concerned uh, at the uh, high-pitched squeals and um, and the kicks in the air. Um, so yeah, we were all um, we were none of us were ready for that. Um, I so. love all the Rocky movies, big uh, day, yes. except for number five. But they totally redeemed themselves with Rocky Balboa. Um, in the Creed movies, I was like, oh, I don't know, but. They were ex. The first one was so good. I loved it. So I was like, they did a great job with you know doing that. Um, so I'm excited. Like, the thing is, like, I feel like they may have already said that two he's gonna be fighting Drago's son or whatever. But I was like, whatever. Totally don't remember that. But I was like, I feel like that's something they should have brought up already. But anyway, I'm excited. I cannot wait. I will be handing them all of my money. To go see it on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, well, I'm happy for you. Yes, I'm so excited. Ah, yes. All of this, yeah. It yeah, is. I'm still like, I'm going to have to watch it again. It's so exciting. It's very exciting. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that's the end. I'm, I'm, that's the end. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm the end. Done. No, there's some other. Yeah, okay, okay, there's like all kind of stuff that happened. You know, the XX Tentacion uh, murder and all of that. I know nothing about this boy. Mm-mm. It's very savvy. What I've heard about him isn't great. Um, you know, and there's just more things developing. Um, I tried to listen to a couple of his songs today, and not for me. Um, I will say. You know, I was very offended when someone said that he was the Tupac of this generation. Oh, like, right. Because you, you know how I feel about Tupac, and so I got right. offended. And so I did listen to one of his songs, Riot, and I looked at the video, mm-hmm. and I could see, like, with that, if his songs are kind of on that level, I can see how people can say that, because, you know, Tupac was very much a misguided revolutionary. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, okay, like, I can see that, but I feel like he didn't have, I don't know that he had the same kind of path that Tupac had in terms of his um, awakening. The boy apparently had like a very like kind of rough troubled childhood and so kind of like um, yeah, it's just really sad. And some of the things that, you know, he did the abuse and all of that, like, yeah, like, it's, you know, kind of, you know, you know, like, a product of your environment, because he was, like, 19, 20, or whatever, so he's still, like, very young, so he was very young, so it's just unfortunate that, you know, you don't have, when you're young, like, you know, I think when you think of all of us, I was, again, I was a pretty straight-laced, you know, 20-year-old or whatever. But um, I know many, many people who became very responsible um, adults uh-huh. and very much um, great people and a wonderful addition to society who in their 20s, you'd be like, get them the hell out of here. Like, they, right. they were menace. They were horrible. And that's, you know, part of growth. Like, he didn't get the opportunity to, unfortunately, um, live out his full, you know, potential or 
find his way or whatever and that's kind of like the risk when you live yeah you know a certain way that you know you you know dabbling in this you, you you may not get that time to figure it out and to you know get it together so you know yeah. it's unfortunate anytime anyone passes away and and that you know apparently someone's pregnant one of his i don't know if it's the last girlfriend or who it is but his mother just put on instagram that someone he's having a someone's expecting a child so Mm. so that's sad but she was happy that i guess there's a part of her son that will still be here but i'm like you know he's not gonna have a father right she's not gonna have a father so that's unfortunate but yeah so that and there was some fabulous was in the news again where we talked i talked about fabulous and you know, with his wrong spelled name and Emily and how he abused her and her, you know, threatened her brother and father. Well, of course, she's back with him. Of course. And on Instagram talking about how great a father and man he is and how she's still having to be with him and getting on people for being like, girl, what's wrong with you? Like, if her, like, she said hating on him and apparently he slid in some model's DMs and wow. asked about, you know, if she lived in New York and she was like, um, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> like, I'm good. Enjoy yourself kind of thing. And right. it was like, one, I'm engaged. Two, I don't talk to cheaters. Two, I don't talk to abusers. Three, I don't talk to basically a laundry list of all the things that were not going to happen. Right. And so I was just like, Ugh. so again, like while he's She's still standing by him. He's still continuing wow. to slide in people's hands. I was like, ugh. So, mm. so, yeah. So, you know, again, a bunch of raggedy people doing raggedy things, as always. That's a mess. Mm-hmm. Raggedy people. That's a shame. Mm. Yeah. But so if you less- are raggedy, you will do raggedy. Yeah, raggedy people don't do like amazingly well thought out things. So. No. Uh, nah. All right. Okay. Let's Yeesh. get personal. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but tomorrow's my birthday. Okay, wait a minute. For anybody who doesn't know her, <laughs> if you know her, you've heard. You've been here for, she's done a countdown on Facebook. I do a countdown every year. So everyone's hurt, but go on. It's very exciting. I love my birthday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So tomorrow's my birthday, and it's um, been a whole month-long celebration where I do the usual, you know, like treat myself, treat yourself. I treat myself to stuff throughout the... Fine, um, love a good. Fine, love a good. Fun leather goods. Um, yeah, so I treat myself, um, and I have this year. I um, I think I alluded. Yeah, I talked about my makeover, my bedroom makeover, which has like been a big part of my uh, birthday gift to myself. And then, um, you know, this um, tomorrow the plan is um, I have uh, a. Burke Williams Spa Day, which I'm very excited about. I haven't done that in a few months. So uh, probably since like January, 
yeah so have a spa day just relax um pretty much all day long at the spa and um then afterwards um we're going over to our uh, mutual friends and a bunch of girlfriends are coming over and just getting together to celebrate it's gonna be really chill very casual backyard girls night in with um you know just food and soft pants soft pants and a fire pit um we um our friend lives in the south bay so it's actually like kind of nice and chilly at night um so you get that you know fire pit going and it's gonna be great so i'm super excited about all of that and um and then next week um next week i have a a long i'm leaving on monday for an eight-day silent retreat Uh, and it's the first time i'm doing a silent retreat so i'm really excited about it i'm very hopeful that it will be um, transformative and um, discerning in a lot of areas that i want to have more discernment in and um and yeah, it's, and it should be interesting. I'm actually like very curious about how silent retreats work and, um, you know, um, just that, that practice. It's something that I've been curious about for a while, like for many years now, and I'm finally getting to do it. So uh, that's, that's actually like my big ultimate like present to myself is, um, is a silent retreat and taking those, uh, that week and a half almost or, a week and some change off of work um, to be able to go do that. So it's birthday, 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 all weekend and week long. And um, I'm really grateful for another year um, and another another mm-hmm. year to look back on and another year to look forward to, hopefully. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's my let's get personal. It's um Awesome. It's birthday time, and it's almost. I'm only. We're only forty minutes away from my birthday as we speak. Oh and in Eastern Standard on the East Coast, it's already my birthday. Yeah, it's been your birthday for a while. It's yeah, two twenty. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, the whole silent retreat thing. I can't wait to hear about it. Once it's... you told me about it, yeah, I immediately went to go look for them in uh-huh. Atlanta, and I found a place that I'm definitely gonna do. I am not going to do eight days. One, I cannot afford to do eight days. But also, I don't think I can do anything that long. So, I would kill myself. So, I think they have two, like, weekend ones. I was like, I think I would need to ease into it and do the weekend. But they have, like, different things for theirs. And so, I like that idea, too. Because a lot of it is, like, you know, discerning God's Uh purpose for my life or... Like one that's centered for like women and one, you know, like a prayer one. So they have like different ones that they like different things that they focus on. And you can also like kind of design your own. You can do like an eight day, a 10 day, a three day Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. So yeah, it's really interesting. And you know, this one, they like, it's eight days, um, and they, I think one of the commonalities, most of them is that you get assigned a spiritual director. Um, hmm. It's basically kind of like a counselor, kind of a camp counselor, I feel like, um, of sorts, who kind of helps you through the process, like somebody who you get to talk, who you have time built into the eight days to 
meet with them and discuss kind of what you're what you've been reflecting on and sort of you know a sounding board in a way um so i'm excited about the whole process so yeah i'm definitely going to report back yeah and, i cannot um, wait to hear yeah so, so it be that cool. means no podcast next week yeah i that's i was as i was starting to talk about it i realized like oh i guess we won't be recording because i will be silent i'm going silent so unless you could i was like it's not like that January to do like our greatest hits like we haven't had that many shows to do like our greatest <laughs> I know like a recap show right yeah that's funny yeah um so okay so yeah awesome sauce. awesome sauce I'd like to hear about it um so yeah so I will I will report back please 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 um so yeah for me um i am in los angeles as we've said a couple of times mm-hmm. um here for my aunt's services there tomorrow went to the wake today um saw my family it was great to see everyone but of course for this occasion so i'm just mm. yeah it's just kind of you know hard to believe like she's been sick for a while but it's still kind of you never like, I kind of thought, I was like, okay, I don't know that she'll be able to, you know, withstand knowing what her condition was, what she's, you know, what she, you know, the surgery or this procedure, but, you know, she had hung up for a couple of days, so everyone thought, okay, like, she's doing okay, and then, you know, kind of all of a sudden, you know, mm. what happened, happened, so, yeah, so it's kind of hard, you know, for everyone, you know, she was our, you know, kind of matriarch, kind of yeah. like, that last kind of bit of history, um, you know, the one who her daughter always say, you know, like she kind of knew everything and could, you know, tell all these stories. And like I said, like, you know, she's knew, you know, my dad for almost 60 years. And so even though they weren't related, like she's known him all those years. So like right. she knows his family, like she knows their family. So she had stories about, everybody and so i'll be interested to kind of go i know she has like a lot of pictures too i think they said she has like my mom's prom pictures or something oh wow yeah so i know like my mom had a lot of pictures but i know she had like most and i think she's you know has the family bible and stuff too so i'll you know i do want you know some you know pictures of my parents or whatever oh that'll be that'll be special yeah yeah i know she has you know all kinds of stuff it's like with my dad, like, the stuff that they kept is so interesting. Like, the fact that he kept his room assignment car from Gremlin, I thought that was so, like... That was so cool. It was so cool to see, and I was like, this is, like, 60 years old. Like, what is Right. This? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is so crazy. But, yeah, so, you know, so, they said, you know, she has all kinds of stuff. So, one day, I know we're all going out to dinner on Saturday at her favorite place. So that was the plan. So nice. Yeah. And um, so that's that. And to totally switch it up, and uh-huh. I'm gonna do Andrea's movie review. Ah. Um, I saw Oceans Eight. Okay. This week, because one of the things I do when I'm sad is I go to the movies. Mm-hmm. When my dad passed away, I was at. I saw. Every oh my god! Movie. You saw so many movies. I, because I didn't want to go home. Like, I didn't want to, like, think and, you know, whatever. So I was like, I need to be out. I need to do something. I need to be distracted. 
So I literally saw movies like I'm not a big Will Smith fan, so I don't go to Will Smith. I saw Will Smith movie. I saw like you know I'm not really like a comic book movie too much. I saw all I saw everything. I saw a little abstract little art. I saw every movie <laughs> that was out in the theater to the point where I was like, there are no more movies for me to see. I've literally seen everything. Yeah, you really there. didn't run out. I ran out of movies. So like so I went. Ocean's 8 came out a couple weeks ago and I was like you know what I stopped I think I saw Ocean's 11 I don't think I saw Ocean's 12 definitely didn't see Ocean's 13 and so I was like but I like the whole Ocean's 11 thing like I like the heist (laughs) the heist movies it's kind of like the Rat Pack movies like I love that kind of thing so I was like oh with the ladies that should be good and I like like all of those ladies and it was awesome because it was um, you know, like all those, you know, great actresses, like all like really good actresses, like Kate Blanchett and yeah, Anne Hathaway and you know, like Sarah Paulson and what's the one I'm missing? That's like one of the main ladies. Like Mindy Kaling. I can't remember like the Sandra Bullock. Sandra like, Bullock, yeah. Yeah, she's like ocean, you know, she's the ocean. And so like I I just love it. And then like the um what they decided to do, like it was kind of all set around the Met Gala, so of course, like all the fashion and stuff. So that was super cool. Okay. So yeah, and you know New York, and so yeah, it was a good movie. I would actually go see it again. I loved it. It was a fun time, and I did like some little interesting little tidbit. Apparently, Matt Damon was had a cameo. Oh. And they, I think, um, what's his name? Elliot Gould mm. had a cameo. Matt okay. Damon was supposed to um, have it. He, he, made, he recorded, you know, they filmed him. And he made some kind of off comments about the Me Too movement. And people petitioned to have his part removed from the movie. And they removed it. So, yeah. So, they oh, removed wow. his part. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, you have this movie about all these women, and he made, I know he's like, you know, key part of Ocean's <clears throat> the franchise or whatever, but they're like, you know, no. And I hate when him and Brad Pitt, is it him and Brad Pitt are in the same movie? I don't like. No, it's Matt Damon and the other one, the Marky Mark. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. They can't be in the same movie. They confuse me. They're too much of the same. They look a lot alike. Yeah. I'm like, I can tell them apart when they're not together, but when they're the same movie, I was like, they're too much of the same guy. They're like, the no, in that Boston, movie, is it the, is it the departed? The departed. Oh the departed. I was so confused. I was confused that whole movie because I was like, is this, is that, is he? I mean, and they really did not make any effort to distinguish them. <laughs> was, no. It was rough. It's kind of like when they said, like, all like what, black people look alike. I'm like, no. Like Matt Damon's in the world, they all look like. Well, it's a pattern like. thing. I always say this. We've had this discussion before. We have because I always say that because I'm like I always get them so confused, and it's also like me and the Game of Thrones thing. I was like I can't tell them apart. Like they look too much. The guys like all look too much alike. It's very confusing for me, and I'm like it usually it come it would come on late, so I'm not that attentive anyway. So I'm like yeah whatever. So that's that. So. Ocean's Eleven is really good. Go see it. Go see it. Two thumbs up. I need to come up with my own rating. Yeah. (laughs) 
But two thumbs up for now. I'm going to steal that from Cisco and Ebert. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was I stood up to white male privilege today. And I'm <laughs> very excited about it. Because I said <gasps> no more. Okay. Tell Not us. today. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today. So I got at the air, at, mm. to the airport two hours before my flight left. Because they told me to. Sure. And I usually don't get there two hours because I was like, I know Atlanta's a busy airport. I refuse to get TSA pre-check right. much to everyone's chagrin. And I was like, because it's usually not that. I was like, what am I doing? I don't care. Like, it's usually not that bad a wait. Today was the day that it was like a 45-minute wait. Like, the lines were so long that everyone was commenting that I've never seen the line this long. Especially on a Thursday morning. It was, oh my God, it's allowed. It was totally bizarre. And so I was sitting there like four lines in the middle of like the checkpoint place going all the way pretty much to baggage claim. And so we were standing there and there's like these two people white. I thought they were a couple. They were not a couple. They were just a plain lady and man. I thought they were together because they looked like the same kind of person. Anyway, my assumptions. Sure. Anyway. They, uh, when she asked where he was going, I was like, oh, y'all not together? Y'all not going to the same place? Okay. Hmm, sorry. Um, so all of a sudden, this um, older white gentleman, well, he wasn't a gentleman, rude, rude. white man, steps in front of the lady <coughs> who was two persons in front of me. And we were like, whoa. And so the security guard kind of sees him because he like literally just crosses in front of her and just gets in line, in our line. And, and this is like, a long line. Like, this is like, <clears throat> it's a long line. And we were like kind of at the halfway point. No, we were like a third of the way, basically. Not even halfway. We were like maybe a third. Okay. And so, so the security person was like, um, excuse me. Like, you just, you just can't do that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was in that line. It wasn't moving. So I got in this line. So he wasn't even attempting to, like, oh, right. no. Like, I'm going to wait. He's just like, yeah. That this line is moving, that one wasn't moving. So we were like, um, that's not how this she's like, No, you she's like, I love you, you gotta get over there though. Right. And he's like, No, I'm just gonna stay here. And so Wow. <clears throat> that's when me and a couple other ladies started going off and telling him how <laughs> No, that's not how this works. We're all waiting in this long ass line. Right. We all don't want to wait in this line. We all have places to go. They have a system of how they're working these lines. And I will say, usually Atlanta is pretty efficient about getting people through TSA to the point where I'm just like, oh my God, is this like, I think they're skipping some procedures just trying to get right. people through. <laughs> so, like, I'm always a little like, oh my God, Atlanta, come on. So, yeah, so TSA is like, pretty good about getting people through so I was like it looks long they you know this is the longest I've ever been in a line but I was like they're gonna get us through they're gonna figure this out like pretty quick they're gonna come up with the contingency because they're really good at that and so we're staying there and he's just like yeah no and we're just like telling him and the lady was like trying to like reason with him I was like you're not reasoning with him because he's doing something totally unreasonable and I was just like no it's not okay we're all waiting we're all ready I was like no this is not happening He's still right. not moving. This is going on like five minutes. <clears throat> so the security lady comes back and she was like talking, to, addressing the line. Do you guys care if I let him get in front of you guys? No one says anything. And me, much loud, louder than I kind of anticipated, I was like, <laughs> yes, I might. Right. 
And she was like, okay, you got to go. It kind of like grabbed them, like, you know, went back in line. That's a shame and a half. Security has to escort you by the elbow. That's it, crazy. It was funny because the lady got back because I was like, well, nobody else is going to say anything. She's like, well, I said something. I was like, you did say something before. Did anybody mind? Nobody said anything but me. Right. I was, like, I was the only one. Like, and I was like, okay, I'm thinking it's going to be all y'all that were with me before. Right. And this is me by myself. I was like, I'm not taking it. I was like, well, at the very least, you're not getting in front of me. So you're going to be like, okay, you can get behind them. You get behind that man. You get behind me. And uh, you take that up with the person behind me. Right. So you're not getting in front of me because that's not what's happening today. No. Right. White privilege is not going to win today. You cannot just think that you're just going to get in front of me just because your line isn't going. Like, you could just randomly just pick a line. Go to the front of the line. Yeah. Just pick a line. I mean, you can just pick a line, but you pick the end of the line. The you end, end, we're you know, like, yeah. yeah, we're like, you can go, you can get in this line, but you, she's like, you can get in this line. You just gotta go to the end of this line. Right. You can't start in where you were in the other line. That's not how this works. Right. Okay, I was in the middle of that line, so I'm just gonna hop on the middle. No, sir. Well, let me try that in the grocery store. Right. Right. Oh my gosh, that is so insane. Oh wow. Well, and good I, for you. It, it was early in the morning. I was just right. Like, I am not in the mood for that. I have not had any caffeine. Right. Nothing to eat. Right. I'm rushing about. Yeah. And I was like. Barely awake. Barely awake. Trying not to. Making sure I don't have another incident. Like I was like. I can't be a day early again. Like I was when I went to Arizona. So I was like. Because I don't have the flexibility on changing my ticket. Like I did then. So I was like. Um. Yes. No. No. So yeah, I was like, you will not win today, sir. Not today, no. sir. Not today. Oh, I love it. Kristen is sick Entitled. and tired and she is not gonna take it anymore. That's right. Entitled. Entitled. White man zero. Kristen one. Kristen one. Yes. I like Just it. one. Just one. Yep. But good. Just one. One yes. One'll do. That's a win. Yeah. We'll take that, that W. Means, I will take it where I can get it. So yeah. <laughs> <sighs> terrific well good i'm glad yes a little, little triumph here and there never heard anybody. Yes. that's very good okay and i am now at six percent on this phone oh my word all right well you're at six percent and i think we're at the uh we have coughed and sniffed and snorted our way through this oh god i cannot wait to see the title of this one. Oh my god the sniffy sneezy <laughs> no need for medicine episode <laughs> Where that commercial? Yeah, the coughing, aching, stuffy head fever so you can rest medicine. Yeah, we need that. We need that. That's we apparently zone. each need some version of, of that because we are both. I don't know why my allergies just started like overflowing in the middle of our talk. But like I was like, okay, all of a sudden I need a Kleenex box. And yeah. So, oh, but I sound better than I you did do. Sound better than you did well, even yesterday. Even yesterday, yeah, yeah, you do. You do sound better. So, so yeah. So you you may not think that you got us at our best, but you got us at our better. And hey, yep. that's what we have for you tonight. You have any bourbon? <laughs> no. I think I need like a hot toddy before I go to bed. Yes, I have bourbon. She always has bourbon. 
That was a trick question, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, this tea was this breathe right tea was real good, but I'm gonna. But you know what? Liquor. But you know what would make it better? <laughs> some liquor. Yes. Oh my word! All right, well let's we'll get right on that. Um, Stat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, so hold on, I need to come back over there so that we can close the show. <laughs> yeah, and I turned off my computer. Amazing, say my computer. There's just so much activity and stuff going on. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you're fine. She acts like I'm not, I'm hearing things. I'm not doing anything. I'm not. I'm not doing I normally am sitting still. or you're sitting, not doing anything. But tonight is unusual because we're trying to be in separate rooms. I didn't bring everything with me. All right. Enough. And if you're looking for professionals. This is not, you have come to the wrong place. You've come to the wrong place. That's not what this pod, podcast is. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm <laughs> at five Enough. Brother X, enough. <laughs> Shalom. All right, girl. Bye. Wait, tell me everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. Get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, something you'd like us to tackle, email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>